I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio by phone is the Chief Operating Officer of the Rehoboth Art League, Sarah Ganter. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Uh, here today to talk about uh, an annual and uh, really exciting event coming up, the uh, Rehoboth Art League's 43rd annual Outdoor Fine Art and Fine Craft Show uh, coming up on August 6th and 7th, and then again on the 13th and 14th, correct? Correct. I have those dates, right? Great, yes. good. Uh, first two weekends. Uh, Sarah, for the for the benefit of our listeners, if you wouldn't mind, uh, a little bit of background about the Rehoboth Art League. It is really kind of a unique and special organization, not only uh, down at the, at the beach, but also, I mean, for Delaware. It is. Um, the Rehoboth Art League was founded in 1938. Uh, we are located in Henlopen Acres which now is um, a town and neighborhood, but we're, we're sort of the central piece of that, an old farmstead, which is the Peter Marsh House. Um, that's one of our significant buildings we also refer to as the homestead. And we have about three and a half acres of property here, uh, that building and four others. So we house um, not only a part of Delaware history and Sussex County history, but we have exhibitions, we offer um, arts education, we have classes, a pottery studio, um, lots of painting, we host writers groups. Um, we also have um, a collection of, our, our permanent collection houses some important pieces of artwork for the state of Delaware, including a large number of um, pieces of artwork of the Art League founders. So we have about 900 pieces in our collection that would include paintings, drawings, sculpture, um, antiquities, things from the original homeowners of the property. Now, for that collection of 900 or so pieces, uh, do you are those on exhibit? Do you rotate through those? Uh, and I and I know because you also work with uh, practicing artists, there you have exhibitions of live artists as well. We do. We have a few galleries in our main building. We have the Corcoran Gallery, the Tubbs, the Ventures Gallery, and we also have for our members our um, members gallery where they can sell their artwork to the public. So our exhibitions are rotating. Oh, I, I neglected to mention our homestead, the Peter Marsh Homestead, also houses exhibitions of artwork. So we do rotate some of the um, some of our collection onto campus occasionally so that people can get a sort of sneak peek. We, of course, don't have enough space to hang everything at once or display everything at once. Um, but we do have a new component in our one gallery recently named the Marcia and Henry DeWitt Gallery, which is dedicated to the permanent collection. So, for example, for the upcoming outdoor show that you mentioned, we're going to be having a display of um, artwork that has outdoor show themes. So this may include something by Howard Schroeder that he painted to represent the outdoor show here. Um, Jack Lewis is another um, figure that we've used some of his artwork for the outdoor show. So while people are here at the event, they can see a sort of visual history of past artists' representations of it. So I think that'll be fun. Now, in in general, I mean, Delaware is, is really fortunate to have a number of art leagues. Uh, the Rehoboth Art League is, mm -hmm. is uh, the largest. What, In general, what, what is the function of an art league, and how does that kind of differ from uh, what we more traditionally, you know, conceive of as a museum? Um, I have to say it feels more grassroots community-driven. Um, 
we our members are very active. They're in here every day dropping off their artwork. It's part of our mission to help promote their creativity and to give them a chance to sell it and contribute to the economy. So I think that's a big part of it, but the members are a huge part of what we do here. They volunteer to help run the organization. We have a huge amount of things that they do, including at the outdoor show, for example, I think we have 100 plus volunteers that come in to help run that for two weekends. The majority of those are members. Um, our members staff the homestead to make sure that it's open during the season. That's all volunteer work. So they play a huge role in the organizational operation here. That really provides a great segue into the upcoming uh, Outdoor Fine Art and Fine Craft show. Uh, I mean, the Art League began as a, a and continues to be a member organization uh, of artists. Uh, and you, you know, you mentioned briefly the, you know, the collection that you have. But now, uh, one of the purposes, I presume, of the, of the craft show is to give uh, living, practicing artists an opportunity to exhibit uh, their their crafts. Is, is yeah. right. Let's let's get into uh, let's get into the details of of the upcoming uh, show. The first two weekends of August. Well, this will be the 43rd year we're holding it. It's here on campus, and last year we drew about over 6,000 people over the course of two weekends, so it's a huge community event. Um, We have over 125 artists that um, will be here on campus with booths or hanging their artwork on fences, Um, and this is a way for, you know, people to come in get a wide spectrum of artistic practice and we'll also have demos going our potters do demos so um, people can see sort of how the craft works Um, some of the artists in their booths do painting while they're sitting and chatting with passers-by we have children's activities we have all kinds of stuff going on there there we have some musical groups coming also that will come around the campus and um, perform so it's quite an event. <laughs> now, what is the range of artists in terms of, of discipline, uh, genre, you know, uh, as well as geographic? I mean, how far do you draw from for this? This is a very popular show. Um, nationally, we have people that come from as far away as Florida um, to this every year. Um, and I should mention it's a juried show. So we sort of select as many of the top artists we can for it. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have space to display everyone's work, but we really try to get a wide cross-section of what people are doing. So this could be um, ceramics, it could be jewelry making, it's glass blowing, it's uh, more traditional arts like painting, um, it's collage, it's yard sculpture, it's anything you could think it would be. And how uh, I, I would imagine the logistics of putting this together um, are gargantuan. Uh, how long does it take to put? I mean, this is an annual event for forty-three yeah. years now. Uh, do you wrap up shop in mid-August and then immediately begin planning next year? I mean, I, what are the Correct. logistics of putting this thing together? Um, it's a huge organizational challenge. Um, but it's good because there are many of the people that volunteer to help produce it every year come back because they enjoy being involved in it. So, yes, after right after the outdoor show ends, we will regroup and 
sort of debrief on what things we could improve for the next year. So it's everything from um, composing the applications to our members um, and non-members if they'd like to submit their artwork for consideration. That goes out in January. There are a lot of digital and sort of real-world things that happen um, leading up to it, including laying out the space, walking through the grounds, figuring out where trees have grown so we don't put an artist there because <laughs> that's been a challenge. Um, so it's all kinds of things. And then also with coordinating all the volunteer work. So, um, you know, we are in Henlopen Acres, so parking's a challenge. We want to make sure that there are plenty of volunteers to manage traffic flow and things like that for, you know, so that we're courteous to the neighbors too. So it's a lot, but um, it, it's a good time and people come back year after year. So now you mentioned there, you have about 125 in the uh, show this yes. year. Is that right? Correct. What, what kind of a pool of submissions do you get? I mean, how, um, how many, well, yeah, how many, what's the percentage of who you can accept and who you have to say, try again? I can say we can't take everyone that applies. Right. We do get well above and beyond that number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, it, um, it's a combination of members as well as non-members, uh, obviously, uh, since no, you're drawing from a region. Actually, you need to be a, you, your membership needs to be up to date if you Got are, are an exhibiting member for the outdoor show. Okay. Okay. So. So these are members from abroad, uh, from far away. Uh, some of them are. A lot of our draw is regionally. Got it. Um, people okay. come in and bring their artwork throughout the year because right. they can also sell in the gallery here. Got it. But this specific show does draw people from sort of far away just to participate. It's um, a well-respected show. Now, what about the the audience or the, the attendees? You mentioned you had, I think you said six thousand last year. Where do they come from? Uh, they come from all over. And in fact, um, we make it a point to advertise next year's outdoor show dates because this event, like other events we have during the summer, people plan their vacations around so that they are in town to attend it. Um, so, for example, we just completed our cottage tour the other week, which is a collection of seven private homes and then the homestead here on campus. And it's a way for people to get a glimpse of interior design, artistic, um, any anything you could think of, the architecture of different homes. So they get private tours. People plan their vacations around being here for that. So the outdoor show is sort of the same. Um, and we like to make sure we plan way ahead so that people know when to be here. So we do get a lot of out-of-town guests um, for that. But, you know, we also get the locals who want a chance to come buy a painting from so-and-so because they know they always have a booth there. Well, Sarah, I want to uh, pursue this some more about the upcoming uh, Fine Art and Craft Show. Uh, but first, remind our listeners that we are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest today, joining us by phone from the Rehoboth Art League, is the Chief Operating Officer, Sarah Ganter. And we are talking about the upcoming 43rd Annual Outdoor Fine Art and Fine Craft Show uh, coming up on the first two weekends in August. Sarah, I, you're relatively new to your position as chief operating officer, but not so new to the Rehoboth Art League. Um, how many years have you been in, involved with the uh, this craft show in some capacity? 
Well, this will be my first full year being involved in the planning to execution of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was here for last year's outdoor show, but I'm a native Delawarean, so I always came to this when I was little, and we were on vacation at the beach. So (laughs) I've come to it for a number of years, but this will be the first year I've been able to have a hand in planning it. Now, uh, assuming you also have people involved in the planning who have been uh, engaged in this in the past, what what are some of the uh, challenges that you face uh, annually? Oh, challenges for the outdoor show, just keeping up with the sort of year-long prep for it, I would say, is what I've noticed, Um, just because it needs to start right after the show happens. Um, You need to start planning for the next year. So just sort of keeping up with logistics year-round in preparation for it is a challenge. While you're continuing all your regular programming. (laughs) Yes, we have exhibitions going year we're open year round um during the summer months it's seven days a week but um we have other exhibitions going in all the galleries classes running year round so we also do outreach programs which is um taking arts educations off or arts education off-site to local community centers schools uh, senior centers for people that cannot get here to campus so yes, we're very busy. Now, in in putting this uh, this uh, fine art and fine craft show together, uh, because you're bringing in so many people, I assume there's uh, some kind of collaboration, communication with the local businesses. I mean, clearly they're going to benefit from this as well. What kind of uh, outreach uh, support do you get from the business, the local business community? We get very good support from local businesses, not just for the outdoor show, but all of our events and exhibitions throughout the year. Um, Jack Lingo Realtor is our underwriter for the outdoor show this year. Um, We also get a number of other sponsors. Um, We have been hosting an annual Dogfish Head Beer Garden as part of the outdoor show, so that is very popular (laughs) for people to take a break and go have a drink um, from, you know, the big beer distributor in our area um we have lots of sponsors for the show so their support helps us to actually produce it so they're great partners for this Um, and we like to publicize them on our website and in the event program and we know that lots of people coming through the door everyone's getting a program and they're getting some good exposure too now for for the attendee who's never been um where, first of all, before I forget to ask, where can they find more information about this show? There's plenty of information on our website, which is rehobothartleague.org. Um, for the outdoor show, there's an entry fee of $5 um, per adult, and that's good for the entire weekend. It runs for two weekends, so that'll get you admission for one weekend. Um, no children, or sorry, no charge for the for children under the age of 12, and tickets can be purchased on site the days of the event. We also are running shuttles um, from Rehoboth Elementary School and Kmart, which is out by um, off of Route 1, so that people can park remotely and just enjoy the ride from Jolly Trolley as they come to campus. That makes things much easier. And once once they arrive at the estate there, what, what, what can uh, attendees expect to see? How do they navigate through? Uh, you mentioned earlier that there's uh, performances. I... Uh, presumably some kind of a schedule of so uh, yeah I mean what would the day look like for someone who's never attended before okay 
schedule of events. So Saturdays, the outdoor show is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays it's going to be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is rain or shine. Um, again, it's about 125 artists, and they have booths all over campus. We're also offering um, lunch. You can buy lunch while you're here, and um, a local restaurant, Naj, does that. We're also having goodies and food and coffee, which is essential. Um, by the point, that's another local business. Um, we'll have our lemonade stand we run. That's for the benefit of our outreach program, so proceeds from that go to support um, teaching off-campus. Um, we'll have kids' activities like face painting. We do have a schedule of musical performers. Some of them are sort of stationary in the garden. Others are sort of like an a cappella group and will roam around campus, so you'll have to go find them. Um, and then our um, other exhibits will be up in the galleries. So um, everything is basically open to the public that day, so you can come and go anywhere you want. So... Um so of course you're you're hoping for good weather uh, both weekends, uh, yeah. <laughs> as as we all are. Uh, sounds like a really exciting opportunity to get out to a, a beautiful property. First of all, for people who have never been there, it's it's just a lovely, uh, lovely grounds. Which, as the chief operating officer, must in and of itself be uh, uh, a pretty a huge task for you to to not only think about the artwork but also the grounds and the the buildings and the facilities uh, let's let's uh, let's diverge uh, for a little bit we have a few minutes left I would love for you to sort of elaborate on some of the programming you do you you touched on some of the education programming and education outreach if you could uh, mm -hmm. elaborate on that because really uh, with your pool of artists you do some phenomenal work that's true um, the outreach this is an important part of our programming um, just to sort of disseminate arts education into more underserved communities. Um, we also do some things that we call in-reach. So, for example, we host the um, Salvation Army once a month here to do a free art, um, art class for them. So people will get bused here to, to do that. Um, we also have a lot of really good partnerships with other local organizations for example um, this year we did we partnered with Sunrise Rotary out of Rehoboth Beach and to do an empty bowls project so they were interested in raising funds to support um, food uh, soup kitchens and local food pantries so what the Art League was able to do was offer our potters group um, to produce these one-of-a-kind bowls um, which were then sold at the event so that was a, a pretty um, remarkable partnership, and I think they raised over $15,000 to give back to food pantries locally. So those are the sorts of things that we're interested in here is um, working with what we can offer other organizations to sort of spread out through the community to places like Fighting Hunger, things like that. And in addition to the, the education, both outreach and inreach programs you have, uh, you alluded earlier to a, a variety of exhibitions throughout the course of the year. Could you speak to some of them? Because I know some of them are, are like uh, your member uh, exhibitions, and you yeah. also have some student exhibitions. If, if you could speak to that range. Right. So we have a variety of exhibitions. Some are members only, so you'll need to be um, a Rehoboth Art League member to apply for that. Others are sort of open to non-members also. Um, what we have going now is the Members Fine Craft Exhibition. That's the 43rd annual, and that is a wide variety of artwork. 
So out there right now are, are baskets, ceramics, fiber, glass, um, some handmade paper, jewelry, lots of things. Our best in show was given to B. Whitehead, and she is a, a basket maker. She lives in Lincoln, I believe, and is, I want to say, 90 years old, but she is something else that she grows gourds on her property um, and sort of transforms them into these works of art um, as baskets with textiles, fabrics, all kinds of stuff. She's pretty amazing. So she was our best in show winner this year. Um, next up, we have this will open July 29th, the 78th Annual Members Fine Arts Exhibition. So our um, artistic director is sort of organizing that right now. And we actually, our awards judge for that show is going to be Jackie Milad. Uh, she is with the Delaware Contemporary, so we're very excited to have her come down and contribute her expertise and talk about the artwork that's on the walls here. Um, after that, we have our September, September 9th opening for the 7th Regional Juried Biennial. This is a big one, and we've been getting a lot of uh, interesting submissions for that. Um, the curator we have for that show is the founding director of the, the Contemporary Museum in Baltimore. So we have, we're bringing in some good people and we're trying to get them to also partner their visit with um, a gallery talk that is free and open to the public that they can come in and hear directly from curators or someone that has been directly involved in the exhibition, just as, as another component to the program. Well, just a really uh, ambitious series of exhibitions, and I clearly didn't <laughs> leave enough time oh. for you to, to go through <laughs> the whole okay. list. We're, we're running out of time here. Uh, but uh, just once again to uh, remind our listeners of the upcoming 43rd Annual Outdoor Fine Art and Fine Craft Show at the Rehoboth Art League. Uh, in Henlopen Acres, uh, coming up on August 6th and 7th, and then again August 13th and 14th, the first two uh, weekends in August. Our guest today has been Sarah Ganter, the Chief Operating Officer from the Rehoboth Art League. Sarah, it's really been a pleasure uh, hearing of all the exciting work that you're doing down there. Thank you. We hope we'll see you at the outdoor show. Thanks again. Okay.